When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sports Day for McDonald's. The Tim Tam McFlurry is back at Macca's. Now available with rich chocolate soft serve. This is Sports Day. It is Sports Day, Kane Corns, with you flying solo this evening. We'll get to Damian Fleming very, very shortly as we build up to the third test at the SCG. Test cricket on my agenda and the impending death of it. Are you as concerned as what I am? Well, there's a few people that have texted through on the temper text, 0433981116, that are. Um, Merry Christmas. No, we'll get to that one shortly, but uh, I want to stay on the cricket theme. G'day, Kane. I agree that the South African Test Squad selection is a worry, but Test cricket definitely isn't boring. All of my mates are loving what the recent Test series involving the Aussies has delivered. Uh, great drama. It's been the T20 stuff that we've been losing interest with, but the kids love it, and that's the point. It's an entry-level format. Once again, Craig, I, I get the feeling that you're not the uh, age demographic that I'm worried about. That's just my gut feel. You and your mates, you grew up with it. You loved it. Um, I'd be interested in, in the group that are younger than you, eight to, let's say, eight to 16 how much of it are they consuming? Or are they like the Perth crowd that just didn't turn up and they want to go watch want to go watch the Scorchers? What a story that was. Uh, 100 overs per day in Test cricket over four days instead of five to speed up over rates in Test cricket. Must bowl 80 overs before the last hour of the day starts. If they don't, they must restrict the bowlers, run up lengths and introduce fielding restrictions for the final 20 overs of the day. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, Kane. Great to have you back on with your American sports comment about easy scoring. That's what I've been worried about with the AFL for years. Yes, we want scoring, but goals should be hard to come by. It's much more exciting when it's harder. Look at how many goals soccer games are kicked in a game and everyone watches it. We don't want to end up end-to-end goals. Bring in some Dennis Rodman defensive play. I actually agree with that. that so that's what's happened with... And I don't want to bore everyone with, with baseball. That, what has happened is they just focused on the home run. And that was all they cared about. That was all teams cared about. That was all the fans cared about. And then it became so predictable and boring. Uh, and that's that's my thought with, with AFL. I hate the stand rule. I think it's a disaster of a rule. I mean, you're forcing someone to play with, with 17 players instead of 18. What a, what a shocking rule that is. All because they want... Higher scores. No, I'm with you. I couldn't agree more on that one. Um, once people born after 1998 are 50, the sport of cricket will be unrecognisable. My three have no interest because the game doesn't provide any instant rewards that they are used to. It's hopeless, says Steve. I'm with you, Steve. I'm absolutely with you. I don't care about T20, someone just said. Um, when will they let us know if the Renegades versus the Stars is rained out, please? We will keep you updated on that um, throughout Sports Day. Once we get word on that, you'll be hearing that first. Uh, as I said, we're going to get to Pickers very, very shortly, who's part of the commentary team live from, from the MCG, but we'll let you know once we get an update on that. I think we've got Steve on the line. Welcome to Sports Day, Steve. 
Oh, g'day, Karen. How you going, mate? Good, mate. Um, so I've got two girls, and they're not really interested in cricket, but my sister has five boys. Yeah. Uh, they're age 14, twins 11, uh, five-year-old and a four-month-old. Uh, they're cricket mad they, in terms of playing it, and they're mm-hmm. soccer mad. They play soccer, but uh, in terms of watching it, um, I just questioned their dad, and he said, and he was a cricketer himself, and he said the 14-year-old only watches about five percent of a test match. Yep. Uh, the 11-year-old's only watch 10%, but if the mum's on home, they'll wake up to 50%. <laughs> and then there's the 5-year-old who watches about 0.5%. So uh, and yeah. these boys are absolutely mad about cricket themselves. That's it. That's but it. Not that interested, not actually interested in test cricket themselves. I it think, is, so. Steve. That, 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 that's it. And I bet you for the 10, so the 14-year-olds watching 10, I bet you that 10% is probably. I'm just he's probably got his phone in his hand, and he's probably not fully focused on the cricket. He's probably consuming something on his phone. Then he's looking back. If something happens in the cricket, he'll go back to it. But this is the thing. That's the age. Yeah, well, he's that, watching, uh, he's watching the, uh, captains of, the captains of uh, captains in the world Netflix at the moment. I think he's yeah, watching. Yeah, I saw so, that one. Yeah, on you, mate. Yeah. Well, that, that, yeah. that's, what, that's what I was asking for, and you, you've, you've delivered, and it's probably backing up uh, my concern. If you've got kids, let me know what age they are and what percentage they are watching of test match cricket. That's the next generation, and that's the real worry, particularly if there's only three good test-playing nations, which has been covered extensively. This text says no chance of the cricket tonight. Someone predicting that that game uh, will be called off. I'm back from holidays, been uh, working my way through the biggest stories that have happened since I was away. We, we had the death of test cricket. We had Clayton Oliver. We had the ridiculous AFL rule changes and the fact that the high mark is going. Um... Bailey Smith, has he played his last game for the Dogs? I reckon he has. Now, this isn't, I'm not reporting anything. This is just my opinion. He's unfortunately done his ACL, which was a huge blow because he was, this guy was flying. I mean, he's, he's made out of steel, Bailey Smith, and he was burning the track up as much as people get sick of that throughout preseason. But he was in for a big year. He's done his knee, won't play for the Dogs this year. Geelong, Hawthorne, and in particular Collingwood circling heavily. He spent the offseason in New York with Nick Dacos, for goodness sake. You reckon he's going to be at the Bulldogs this time next year? I doubt it. And if there is a mid-season trade, will he be the first player traded in the mid-season trade? That could be, I don't know if it's a win for the Western Bulldogs, but certainly someone could probably get Bailey Smith for... Uh, a lesser value than uh, what he would be worth. So that is one to watch. Daisy Pierce is is going to coach the AFLW team at West Coast, but she's also going to do her media role, which is strange to me. I wrote about this in The Age earlier on this year when she was having trouble getting into the um, some teams' uh, change rooms. I just think she needs to focus on one. If it's coaching, which clearly that's her passion, oh, I think it needs to be coaching. Uh, West Coast finished 17th, their AFLW side. They had two wins, a percentage of 50. What she's going to coach them and try and turn the whole club around and fly across the country doing Channel 7 as well, I I just don't think that works. That one was interesting. Uh, I've got some thoughts on Sean Darcy. I've got some really strong thoughts on Nick Kyrgios, which I'll share with you very, very shortly. But this is Sports Day for Kia. Epic has arrived, the all-electric Kia EV6 GT. And for Maccas, the Chicken Big Mac is back at Maccas. And the Harcourt's open line, you know it. It's one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We've got a, a tweet from John uh, Johnny Donoher, who's a part of our uh, Big Bash Nation team. He's tweeted players and coaching staff of both sides remain confident of cricket tonight at the MCG. 
The curator believes the rain will stop for a period at 6.45. There will be a significant delay, but they are confident they will get a reduced game tonight. Um, tomorrow, I think there's sunshine at the SCG, but who knows? The weather is always unpredictable. The Aussies will take on Pakistan uh, for the third test at the SCG and part of the SEN cricket commentary team is the one and only Damien Fleming who joins us now. Flem, so thanks so much for your time. What are the Aussies take on Pakistan in the third test? It is the pink test from the SCG tomorrow and part of the magnificent SEN commentary team joins us right now. The fast bowling whisperer himself is Damien Fleming. Flem, thanks for your time. Kane, how are you, buddy? I'm terrific. Happy New Year to you. The Aussies going unchanged. The right call? Yeah, I think so. I mean, over the years, they've often played two spinners, but I don't think the SCG's, you know, the Bunsen burner that it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Um, I do like how, even though it's an ageing Australian team, that they want to play every test possibly. They don't want to rest and give up an opportunity there. So, um, no, I'm comfortable with that. And, and obviously, would love Dave Warner to get a big 100 in his last mm. test match. Mm. A bit of intrigue, a bit of mystery. I don't know what the right term is about the pitch, Flem, and the different grasses that have been used. There was a Shield match there in November, I think it was, that Tim Payne called an absolute disgrace. But, I mean, it looks okay from the images we've seen, and, and Pat Cummins is confident it'll play pretty well. Have you got a thought? Yeah, it's a good question, Kane. I, I mean, it's the one pitch where I, I, I can't, give you um, a real good analysis with a lot of confidence because it seems to change um, just about every year. Like it used to be like a raging turner. Mm. Then it turned into a bit of a fast bowling pitch, um, particularly in test match cricket, not so much Sheffield Shield. Um, And then the problem is we don't have that problem in Melbourne, although I shouldn't be saying that today, is it always rains, doesn't it? So... For the SCG, so I don't think I've, I can't remember the last Test match there where we've had sun. It, you know, it's got worn and deteriorated, and then turned later on. It just seems to be always under covers, and whether the Australians can bowl quick enough to to get a result. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I hope they learn a lot out of that Shield game. You know, yeah. Planey was on the money there. I heard it was horrific to bat on um, two day game. So. You'd think so. Yeah, I mean, I'd want better for Sheffield Shield players because, you know, we are spots are going to be coming up in the next couple of years, so we mm. want to give them the best facilities possible. But um, but if they, if they reckon they've got it right, then, then we've got to back them. Well, we'll see. And, and the forecast looks okay, but you're right. I think the SCG's had 26 days washed out recently. <laughs> the next worst is nine, and that's the MCG. So it's been a disaster, but the forecast looks good. Is is anyone under pressure, Flem? I mean, everyone's pretty rock solid in their, in their spot. Perhaps uh, Alex Carey, maybe Travis Head needs some runs, but that could be pretty harsh. Is there anyone that needs a big game? Yeah, generally when Australian cricket's going well, um, they try and identify one weak link, don't they? Just to get a bit of a story so someone's under the pump. And it was probably Alex Carey pre-MCG pitch, even though I thought he batted okay in Perth, but he he batted really well in tough conditions. Um, Definitely Travis Head would, would want some runs, but, I mean, he's probably been... You know, the most improved, most influential player in the last mm. three summers, hasn't he? Like, he's, 
just been incredible. And I think if you play like that, Kane, you know, it's going to be hard to be a high-scoring, consistent um, run machine, you know, like a Stephen Smith and Marnus have been over the years, or Usman. But he just wins test matches. Mm. So a couple of years ago against England, he missed out a bit, but his two test hundreds in tough conditions win, win us a test series. So I think I think what helps bind that together is Mitchell Marsh's resurgence, really. Um, and I think the the blueprint for for Cam Green to get back in, it's you know, is that bowling all round? I still think Marsh and Green could play if there was an injury or a batter got out of form. It's just that intent. I think Cam Green technically is a really good batsman. Um, we know he's a wonderful bowler, you know, as good a fieldsman in the gully as we've ever seen. But I think sometimes the game has to dictate his intent. So it's only when there's a declaration coming up, you know, he starts to uh, look to accelerating his batting. Yeah. And, and he's got all the shots and all the power, whereas Mitchell Marsh at 32... You know, he's, he's gone in and out of favour. He's lost form. He's been injured. He he, he bats with a freedom. Um, you know, I think someone, that, you know, who's gone through all those battles and has been given the confidence just to just to, to bat freely. And he's been exceptional, hasn't he, since mm. getting back in from the Ashes? Oh, he's been awesome. He's been so good to watch. He is it, I don't know, Andrew McDonald has been a bit cryptic about who replaces Warner, but... If you read between the lines, I think Green is in the box seat. I'm a sceptic on that, Flem, but you know far more than me. Is it realistic to think that he could successfully opening open the batting for the next 10 years for the Aussie test side? Yeah, I, I don't... Um, I totally understand your apprehensive because most of the uh, batsmen that I've got in the Channel 7 commentary box and the SEN um, commentary mm. box um, are generally going, let's use a, um, you know, a, a, an opener. So a Bancroft, Harris or Renshaw. Mm. You, know, I, you know, I'm just such a big Cam Green fan. Um, and, and we've seen batsmen over the years, you know, Greg Blewett debuted at six, end up opening, Ponting at six, number three. Um, David Boone, number three, went to open. Uh, Usman's batted pretty much everywhere from five, gone back, yeah. you know, in hindsight, it's going to look a bit funny that Usman, we didn't settle on Usman years ago as an opening batsman. So it, it has been done. I like his technique. And, you know, talking to Simon Kadich, who's obviously part of our commentary crew on, on SEN Cricket, you know, he liked that going up to opening. So you didn't have to get nervous or that uncertainty of knowing when you're going to bat. You know when you're going to bat. And, and, and he become a better player opening. So, you know, could that be Cam Green? Well, it's exciting because then you get an opening batsman, hopefully, who averages in the 40s. You've got, a, like, an aggressive, hostile, fast bowler. And as I said, you've got a gun in the gully. So mm. I can see the appeal of Cam and Green. I'm a fan, so I, I, I would like to see it. How have you seen the form of Stephen Smith? He, he's not at his best, is he? But uh, to still get that half century off oh, so many balls, 160-odd balls, I think it was. Uh, his form, uh, would he be concerned about the lack of fluency in his batting? Yeah, Smithy and Barnes, they just don't look in good form, do no. they? Um, but the the opposite of that is two very good players. Well, Smith is a great player, um, able to bat tough. And not throw it away. So that 50 in hindsight, we'd probably lose that test match if he doesn't yeah. do that partnership with Mitchell Marsh. 
um, you know, is it going to click? You know, there's articles being written now that, you know, you know, from Ponting, you know, Hayden, you know, a lot of these great players, just their last year or two, you know, their output does decrease. Um, but I think he's averaging around 40 in the last 12, 18 months, which is generally a mark of a very good player anyway. Mm, mm. But he's had, you know, such a, you know, to be classified with of the modern generation with Greg Chappell, Ricky Ponting, and then Stephen Smith. Um, a bit like Pat Cummins, you know, with the ball. You know, for me, Lily, McGrath, and, and Cummins is in that three now. Well, you set a big, um, high standard for yourself. So I, I, I think it would annoy him, Kane. I, I think it would irritate him. But, uh, you know, to be able to bat that tough and bat ugly and, and in the end, he did what he had to do to win win the test match. Mm. Um, but I'd like to see, particularly if Warner goes out, I'd love I'd love Smith and Marnus to get back to that free-flowing um, scoring of, of a couple of years ago. Damien Fleming is with us, part of the SEN cricket commentary team. You'll hear them from 9 o'clock tomorrow, live from the SCG third test, the Aussies take on Pakistan. I opened the, uh, the show this evening, Flem, with the concerns around test cricket. Now, I've been away for five weeks, but I've been absorbing this story, and I think it's been underplayed a little bit. I think it's frightening, the prospect of test cricket dying. Now, Crash Craddock is a, is a cricket journalist who I love reading. He has said that Test Cricket has copped one of its most indignant blows in its 146-year history. Uh, he's likened match-fixing, the chucking dramas and the Rebel Tours put together with what's going on with South Africa and not sending their, their best team to New Zealand, seven debutantes, including a, a debutant as a captain, and only three really strong Test-playing nations. What's the talk around the commentary boxes between all of the wise minds that you've got this summer and are you as concerned as, as what I think we should be? Yeah, definitely. I think Moses Henriquez might have talked about it last night in the rain delay. You know, he's a very shrewd man, Moses. I think he's got a lot to offer cricket post-career. Um, and, you know, this is a current player saying they've got concerns that we're going to go like the soccer or football route where it's basically club-based and you play for your country around that. Now, we haven't grown up with that. Cricket wasn't created that way. It was created country versus country um, and the state or city based um, you know, teams were, were the rung below that. So yeah, I'm definitely um, concerned. I'm no doubt we'll, we'll be talking about a lot of this on the coverage mm. throughout this test match in the summer. Um, you know, yeah, that... Yeah, I wouldn't have minded New Zealand, you know, even just not going through with the test series. If you're not yeah. going to pick, you know, it's probably a BC, South African um, team, to be honest. So, um, and also the ICC need to take control. They have this future tours program, you know, eight years, and you've got to play everyone a, a few times uh, at home and away. But is that realistic, Um how do we fight against... We hear about the IPL want to do a T10 competition, you know, in September, October. And surely as a player, playing a 10-over game gives you no satisfaction. No. Um, so we need the player power as well. But if these um, owners, franchises keep buying teams in different countries, you know, India, America, South Africa, what country's next? The UAE... Mm. and they offer someone like a Cam Green $30 million for the year, and you can play for your country around that, 
then yeah, you know, where where is international cricket going to be? So um, there's no, they can't sit back the ICC and the and the the main test nations. They've got to be proactive. They've got to make sure that. Um, and no doubt Australia, England, and to degree Indian young players. You know, Jake Fraser McGurk, who's just lit up um, domestic cricket and Melbourne Renegades, and good on him because he's always had that talent. He's only 21 years of age. But, you know, he said, I want to wear the baggy green. Yeah. So that that's quite significant. But what does a young South African player say, a New Zealand player, West Indian player, Pakistan player? Um, yeah, this is not going to go away. This is going to be a constant... Um, battle and let's hope that the um, traditional forms of the game playing for your country can still be the main focus. And Flem, before we let you go, last one from me, David Warner's lost his, his baggy green, we're just hoping that he gets that back, we all know it's one of the most sentimental pieces in Australian sport where is yours? Is it locked up? Is it secure? Uh, yeah I, I, I might check it now that Dave's um, <laughs> and let's be honest let's hope he gets it yes. I think he's lost one before and got it so let's get it out for his last test but yeah for me I've got I've got, uh, I've got a couple came so snuck in for a couple so I've, I've, I've got them hidden away nicely and then you know the great shrewd Stephen War obviously the first test match of the new millennium in 2000 he got replica baggy greens from 1899. So that was a one-off. So, you know, Steve War, always good with the dollars, always good with the bucks. Um, that one might be used used for a bit of value down the, down the path. But, yeah, as I said earlier, though, love Warner to go out, love Kawaja. You know, he's been his teammate for 21 years, junior mm. cricket all the way through to, to have dominant test matches. I've enjoyed Pakistan. Pakistan have been good. They could have won that last test. So Australia, you know, don't want to give them a little sniff in those first couple of days. I think it's been a pretty good series. But, yeah, hope Warner goes out on a high. Going to be a ripping last test. Hopefully, Flem, you'll be at the forefront of it. Looking forward to tuning in, and you're always generous with your time, which I appreciate. Thanks, Kane. Damien Fleming there. You can catch him and the magnificent SEN cricket commentary team. SEN, your home of cricket, 9 o'clock sharp, live from the SCG Tomorrow, and, and Flem, as we've discussed, and taking your calls on the Harcourt's open line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 on my concerns, just sitting back and, and looking at, at the coverage and the fears around um, Test cricket, Flem gave us his thoughts there. But he referenced the uh, Moses Enrique's thoughts as well, who spoke um, during his BBL game last night. For those that missed it, here's what Moses had to say. Actually, I've, I've been pondering this a lot. I, I don't really have the answer. Um, to say I'm a, I'm a little bit worried about um, the power and the money that's coming out of Asia at the moment and, and how much, um, I guess, attraction there is that can take a lot of players from all the other countries. And I, I guess I'm just a bit worried that all the other nations will become a bit uh, a feeder, like almost like feeder clubs to like an EPL or, you know, the three or four of the biggest soccer clubs in the world, so to speak. I'm just a bit worried that cricket might go down that path if, if you know, the boards don't come together and make sure that it stays a, you know, a really national and sort of international and equitable game. Um, but, you know, I, I think there's some opportunities that, you know, if, if all the boards get together and the ICC get together there, that we can make sure that international cricket stays really strong because at the end of the day, that's a pinnacle. I, I really think we need to 
we need to hold on to test cricket. I think it's such a special game and it is the hardest game to play. Um, you know, uh, and, it's, and it's also the most rewarding and even though, no matter how entertaining T20 cricket is, and I love playing T20 cricket, um, you know, four day cricket and test cricket is, you know, there's nothing quite as satisfying as winning, you know, a shield game or a test match. So I think um, it, it, that feeling is, is highly addictive for those who, who get to, I guess, get to go through that. And um, I don't think it's, uh, you know, and that's why you still see all the best players in the world playing those those um, competitions now. But I guess with, with money and so on and all the attraction in T20 cricket, I'm definitely nervous about what it could look like in five or ten years' time if if we don't, I guess, I guess handle or, or look after the test game like, like I hope we will. Strong thoughts there for Moses Henriques last night, um, sharing the thoughts of many of you out there. It is sports day for Kia. Epic has arrived. Your electric Kia EV6 and Maccas. The chicken Big Mac is here at Maccas. We're hoping there's cricket tonight at the MCG. We'll check in with Liam Pickering live from the G when he joins us on sports day next.